Hi guys, it's Joe. Today's episode of Say What is best listened to through headphones and in a safe environment. So preferably not while you're driving or operating machinery, just to be safe. Have fun. Hi, word nerds and history geeks. You're tuned in to Say What? 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 I have a little treat for you today. What you just heard is one of my little obsessions. This episode isn't just about one word, but a series of words that have been strung together and have created a movement, a cultural phenomenon called ASMR. What's ASMR? Well, come along on this slightly longer than usual episode to find out. Let's go. I'm Joe Varaka. And each episode, I'm going to rub shoulders with the glitterati of language, where we'll learn that some of the more colourful, and even, dare I say it, humdrum words that we use every day have remarkable origins. From true crime to music and pop culture, religion to social movements. Where do words come from? Who came up with them? Who polices them? What is the secret history of the words we use every day? Let's find out. Many years ago, I found a series of videos on YouTube of people making miniature food, like actual food, like a burger the size of a coin or sushi no bigger than a pebble. To make this food, faceless people use working miniature kitchens and utensils to prepare and cook the meals. It's food for Barbie and Ken, and this food is edible. So who are these faceless chefs and why do they spend hours making meals that won't touch the sides of your stomach? More importantly, why do I watch them over and over, magnetized, mesmerized, tingles down my spine, an idiotic smile stretched across my face? Well, I'll tell you about that in a sec. Look, I'm not a YouTube video watcher or any video or even a voice tag. I don't watch Facebook Lives or Instagram stories and would rather read a video transcript than watch a how-to on YouTube. And TikTok, that's just simply my nightmare. But those miniature food videos changed me and I've watched them for hours. Since then, I have watched Kinetic Sand and my favorite soap cutting videos, hair brushing with sound on, and then my least favorite eating and sloping videos. All of this falls under the umbrella Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response or ASMR for short. Chances are, even if you haven't gone out of your way to watch or listen to ASMR, you've experienced it without even realizing. It's the whisperings by Amélie in the classic French movie Amélie, and when she plunges her hands into sacks of dry beans at the market. It's Diane Weiss applying makeup to Edward Scissorhands, gently brushing and stroking. It's the silent rustle of linen and silk fabric and of charcoal pencil against canvas in Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And it's Bob Ross in The Joy of Painting, everything that he does, the brush strokes, his soothing voice, his concentration. Back at the start, there was no collective name for any of this. We just knew it as a bit special. Today, we call it ASMR. And as I said earlier, it's a cultural phenomenon, as Wikipedia claims. But what exactly is ASMR? 
As I said, ASMR is short for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. In everyday lingo, it is the sight or a sound or both that affects the senses to create a pleasant response. And that pleasant response can vary from tingling on the scalp or on the skin, slowing of the pulse, goosebumps and chills, euphoria, calm and relaxation, and even deep sleep. Now, according to the first peer-reviewed research on ASMR in 2015 called Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, a Flow-Like Mental State, that's a mouthful, ASMR can be defined as a combination of positive feelings, relaxation, and a distinct static-like tingling sensation on the skin. The study found that common triggers, and those are the sights or sounds that create the sensations, they include whispering, personal attention, crisp sounds, and slow movements. More specifically, repetitive movements like watching someone paint or make food, people eating food, this is also known as mukbang, having your head massaged or shampooed, drawing with your finger on the palm of your hand or inner elbow, detailed close-up sounds like the rustling of a beard, the sound of Legos clicking together, bubbles popping en masse in your bath. I'll link to the study in the show notes. So you're probably really curious. Let's listen to some. Did you feel a tingling sensation on your scalp? Or did the world just drop away, making you feel completely present? If none of that happened to you, it's okay. There is a lot more ASMR out there, but also not everyone experiences it. So I don't feel the tingles, but I feel really relaxed. Now, given that these responses to triggers have been happening forever without us realizing it, you might think that ASMR has a really long history, but we didn't have a name for it because we didn't know it was actually, you know, a thing. So we never really put it into words. But then in 2007, someone did put it into words. On October 19, 2007, a user on the forum pages of SteadyHealth.com with the handle OKWhatever made a post that garnered over 300 replies. The title of the thread? Weird sensation feels good. And this thread contributed to the birth of what we now know to be ASMR. In the original post, OKWhatever said, I get this sensation sometimes. There's no real trigger for it. It just happens randomly. Some examples of what it seems has caused it to happen was watching a puppet show or when I was being read a story to or as a teenager when a friend drew on the palm of my hand with markers and others soon added. It's like a tingling in my scalp, a head orgasm, weird head sensation, a braingasm. Soon a name was suggested, Attention Induced Head Orgasm or A-I-H-O for short. But look, the name was soon changed because it sounded a bit fetishy. And the thing is, ASMR really isn't sexual. I'm sure some people feel it that way, but generally speaking, it's not. One of the people on the original thread on that page was Jennifer Allen, and she wanted a better way to describe what she felt. And in 2010, she went on to propose a new name for the sensation. That's what we've got today. So we know what it is, what the triggers are, what it's called. But why is it pleasurable? Is there a science behind it? And quite frankly, even if there isn't, do we really care if it feels so good? 
It's suggested that around 20% of us respond to ASMR triggers. Honestly, I think it might be more, and I'm sure as we research it further, the number will grow as people come to understand it. In 2015, the Swansea University in Wales conducted a survey of around 500 ASMR enthusiasts that revealed 75% of its subjects experience ASMR sensations from whispering sounds. In fact, whispering is the most common trigger for ASMR. During ASMR, the brain releases endorphins and oxytocin, which induce relaxation. And the brain interprets that sensation as positive attention. Now, through MRIs, one study, although it was small, found that the brains of people who reported experiencing ASMR seemed to fire differently. The areas of the brain that relate to reward and emotional arousal showed increased activity. According to Craig Richard, the author of Brain Tingles, watching ASMR videos may activate your brain in a similar way as being with someone you care about while they play with your hair in a gentle way. It is likely that the brain chemical oxytocin is strongly involved in ASMR because it is known to cause relaxation during bonding and grooming behaviors. Like when monkeys pick each other's fleas, that tingling sensation you feel along the back of the neck, the scalp, and even the legs is called paresthesia. According to WebMD, paresthesia is the pins and needles we feel when you've kept your legs crossed a long time. It's the numbness or the burning feeling in the extremities like your hands, your arms and your legs when they go numb and then they start to get that feeling back. And it's generally unpleasant. So why do ASMR enthusiasts love it? It's hard to say because there really isn't enough research yet. But what's suggested is that those who experience ASMR score higher on the personality trait of openness to experience. They tend to be more imaginative and curious and appreciate art, music, and beauty. According to Scientific American, scientists who researched brain activity during ASMR found that the brain's medial prefrontal cortex was activated in those who had experiences from triggers. And that's just a fancy way of saying that the part of the brain that is considered evolutionarily advanced because it's associated with self-awareness and social behaviors is activated. They also suggest that ASMR, quote, mimics the pleasures of social engagement and bonding. Since the original discussion on that health forum in 2007, ASMR went from something that nobody really talked about to being the third most popular search term on YouTube. So I hopped over to Google Trends, and yes, Google Trends is a real website that analyzes search queries in Google search across various regions and languages. So I decided to do a comparison of YouTube keyword searches from 2008 till today for these words, ASMR, chocolate, and porn. Let me tell you that ASMR is outstripping porn. The numbers I'm going to read out represent the popularity of the term in comparison to every other term searched on YouTube during the same time. A value of 100 is the peak popularity of the term, while a value of 50 means that the term is half as popular. So back in January 2008, ASMR had a value of zero. Chocolate was 25 and porn had a value of 100. No surprises. That means that porn was one of the most popular search terms on YouTube in 2008. Today, January of 2022, chocolate is 16, porn is 12, and ASMR is 87. 
And this shift really started happening around 2015, 2016. In 2016, Tastemade, which is an American-based digital food and lifestyle network, created an ASMR salmon carpaccio video, which features a close-up of hands slicing, chopping, stirring, and grinding. And within a year, it was watched more than 4.4 million times on their Facebook page. But the ASMR video started well before that. The first ASM artist, now that's the person who creates ASMR, was Maria Viktorovna, whose YouTube channel, Gentle Whispering ASMR, has 2.14 million subscribers. Originally from Russia and now living in the States, Maria released her first ASMR YouTube video in June 2011 titled Whispering in English and Russian and Flipping Through a Magazine. In 2017, hers was the first ASMR YouTube channel to reach 1 million subscribers. Maria's work has been sampled by Canadian musician Dead Mouse. She's appeared on Good Morning America and The Today Show, and she has merch. She used to work for a medical company and now is a full-time YouTuber with a net worth of around $2 million. Now, personally, I enjoy Gibby. She's a whisperer with more than 3.9 million subscribers. She whispers her way through the advertising that sponsors her, like HelloFresh recipes and vacuum demonstrations. Gibby launched her channel in 2016, and it's suggested that she has earned more than $7 million from her ASMR videos alone. That's since 2016, you guys. Some of her videos include the titles Job Advice, deep ear attention, and brushy, brushy, brushy. Gibby is also known for her roleplay videos, from medical examinations to Harry Potter roleplays, and she uses characters from real life, from movies, and from the gaming world to whisper engaging stories. Now, here's a little bit of Gibby's Hogwarts sorting ceremony. Legend says that Godric Gryffindor, the founder of Gryffindor, House Gryffindor, actually an ordinary hat of his and he and the other three founders Rowena but the number one ASM artist on YouTube today is 39-year-old Thai-Canadian ex-bartender S-A-S-A-S-M-R with 9.3 million subscribers and over 1,300 videos. She launched her YouTube channel in April 2016 and uploaded her first video called ASMR Sushi Dynamite Roll Mukbang in November of the same year. And some of her playlists are called ASMR Ramen Noodles, Soft Whisper, here she is crunching into a genie lamp made from rice bubbles covered in gold leaf in an Aladdin reinterpretation. SAS ASMR's videos have been watched more than one billion times. That's billion with a B. And the estimated revenue from her videos is somewhere north of $5.5 million. 
Holy cow. But there's this other type of ASMR that combines the sounds with video and what's called personal attention. It involves role play, not the sexual kind, but for example, beauty salon. What it looks like is this. The camera is up close to the ASMR artist's face and it looks like you're in the video. She's performing the beauty therapy on you. She offers a tea before the service, gently tapping on the cup. Then she sudses the hair, massages in the shampoo while she describes everything she's doing. Have a listen. What do you think of that? It reminds me of what happened to me in China a few years ago, and it involved public ear cleaning. Jeff and I were in Chengdu at an outdoor cafe, a huge one in a park where a couple of men make money from cleaning out your ears while people eat and drink their tea and with people walking past. I didn't care if random strangers took my photo or a video. I was all in and I was not disappointed. This is up close and real life personal attention ASMR. Maybe you feel it when you clean out your ears. Go on, admit it. Over on Reddit, you'll find a number of ASMR communities and the biggest one was created in February 2011 and it has around 246,000 members. As I've said, ASMR can be audio, visual or both. So I posted a poll on Reddit asking if people prefer audio, video or both. And the results from a quick three-day survey with a total of 393 votes were 13 respond to video only, 67 respond to audio only and 313 respond to both video and audio. So that's watching someone perform a task with sound. I'll leave a link to the Reddit page in the show notes so you can go and check it out. Of course, on YouTube, you'll find a combination of videos that appeal to both auditory and visual senses. In many of these videos, nobody is speaking. You often don't even see people's faces, just hands, like in the mini food videos I was talking about earlier. But sometimes people do speak really close to the microphone. Every lip smack, gulp, slurp, I'm not going to do that, teeth licking moment. And this is the type of ASMR that has taken the world by storm and made some people very, very rich. Have a listen. Now search your music app and you will find a ton of audio ASMR, like sleep triggers, fingers running gently over the bristles of a plastic brush, humming and whispered bedtime stories. And what all ASMR has in common is the repetition of mundane acts. Nothing exciting. In my miniature food videos, every single step is performed slowly and meticulously. Onions and tomatoes are chopped with painstaking precision with a tiny knife. Small pieces of fresh salmon are sliced and marinated and then fried on teensy tiny stoves with tea-like candles under the hobs that create the flame for the teensy tiny frying pan. It's all very gentle. No sudden movements. 
I like an ASMR to those magic eye pictures in the papers that we all concentrated on in the 90s. That's the 1990s kids. Now with magic eye, you either see them or you don't. But the less you concentrate, the better. When you stop trying, that's when the magic happens. So here's the thing. As much as I love ASMR, I do wonder if there is a potential for abuse through subliminal messaging. It's hard to know because society has changed so much in the last 20 years or so since the internet and advertising on social media have become ubiquitous. What we used to see as selling out, you know, making money through product placements and the like, is not a big deal anymore, especially if you've grown up with it your whole life. In ASMR, you might see the guy in the forest cooking on a campfire and using a knife, brand forward. I mean, is he sponsored by the knife maker? And just like Gibby reeling off a HelloFresh recipe in an effort to sell the brand's food subscription, will ASMR whispers lead us to join a cult or kill someone or buy a particular brand of makeup or beer? Look, I doubt it's going to get that crazy. So far, nobody has used ASMR as a criminal defense. So far. But what is definite is that the popularity of ASMR is global and it's massive. Even Billie Eilish has used elements of ASMR in her music. Although music is not considered to be very typical ASMR because it can be a little bit too exciting and ASMR isn't there to excite the senses. But even Super Bowl ads featuring Zoe Kravitz, yes, that's Zoe Kravitz, doing ASMR for beer have gone viral. So go check that out. And there's a video of someone making mac and cheese that has ads by Dior. Dior, you guys. ASMR searches went up when the pandemic hit. I'm sure that doesn't surprise you. As we turned inward and stayed home, we searched for relaxation. And ASMR is like meditation without the painful floor sitting. It's for those of us who simply can't focus on anything for more than a minute and would rather drown in a bathtub than try meditation. This is for those of us who just simply cannot clear our minds. So what about you? Have you watched or listened to ASMR? Go and tell me about it. Hop onto Instagram and let me know. I've also created a compilation of ASMR triggers on my YouTube channel that you can watch while listening to this episode. I'll link to it in the show notes. P.S. I have an old friend. Let's call her A. She used to love watching her mum's front loader go round and round. Was that ASMR? PPS. While not everyone experiences ASMR, some will actually experience it negatively. And that, my friends, is called misophonia, which literally means the hatred of sound. I do hope you give it a go. See you next time. Say What? The podcast was brought to you by me, Joe Vraka. Sound engineering by Jeff Willis. You can follow the show for free on Spotify, Apple, and all your favorite apps. Look for Say What? The podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Say What The Podcast, where I share some of my favorite and sometimes least favorite words.